We are on a Saturday afternoon taping our Sunday morning message. Wednesday. 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 Let me start again. (laughs) We are on a Wednesday afternoon taping our Wednesday night message since uh, this coronavirus pandemic. We can't gather together. So the auditorium is vacant except for one man and the guys running the running the cameras and mic back here and uh but i can preach because there's people watching all over the world on uh live stream we are on live stream aren't we mike good now i'm talking about something that i'm discovering more and more about i keep saying you don't come up to a brick wall and say, well, this means this, and there's nothing else to learn on it. That's like saying, well, baptism means to dip in water and has no other meaning. That's even not true. Baptize comes from two words, baptizo and bapto. Baptizo means to cover. Bapto means to stain with a dye. I saw that in a concordance years ago. I could not figure it out. Back when I first started using a concordance, and bapto, it'll tell you it comes from these two words. Baptizo means to cover. Bapto means to stain or to die. And I kept studying till I came across baptism in the McClinican Strong Encyclopedias. And they'll tell you at the very end of the article that a blood baptism was a death. Well, that's what... When Jesus asked James and John, can you be baptized with a baptism I'm baptized with? He wasn't asking James and John, are you able to be dipped in water? I read an article in a magazine about a lady who was allergic to water. If she got in any water, she broke out in blisters all over her body and she could not be washed in water. She had to take some cloth and and get the dirt off a little at a time. That means she'd have to go to hell if you had to be baptized in water to be saved. That's just not it. Uh, baptism, if there's one baptism, it's blood, it's not water. And a blood baptism was styled a death. That's why Jesus tells James and John, can you be baptized with a true baptism? Tomorrow I'm going to be put to death. Can you? They said, we can. He said, both of you will. That's just one of many things that you have to go into to learning the real truth about the Bible. I have been teaching you on predestination. I have not fully understood that. I'm getting a better picture of it. Oh, I know more about it than most men I've ever heard or even read after. Predestinate is not the word predestination. Anytime you find it in the Bible, it is the word pro-horizo. Horizo is, uh, there's no H's in the Greek language. There's a breathing sound. It's that little diacritical mark. It's called a diacritical mark, and it has a breathing sound. It's ho, ho, 
Horizo. So you can write it like this. H-O-R-I-Z-O. Horizo is our word horizon. Now the horizon has to do with the light. It also has to do with truth. It has to do with righteousness. Righteousness. It has to do with godly. It has to do with anything that's holy. Our holiness are sanctify. Because the horizon is where the light shines. So we've been predetermined for light. The horizon. You cannot see the horizon when you are in the dark. When it gets dark tonight, you can't tell. If somebody picks you up and stuck you out in a part of the world where it was dark, you wouldn't know the directions. You wouldn't know what east is or west or north or south. But the fact that we live in a place where we can point towards the east or so forth. Dark. Dark is opposed to light. Light always has to do with truth. It has to do with righteous, godly, holy, sanctify, and any other qualities of Christ. Anything. So every time you find a word that is light, or it has to do with light, if you have the word appear, appear, nothing can appear to you in the dark. To afford to appear, you have to be in the light or manifest. And all of these words come from the same root words. If something is manifest, it comes from the word light. The common word light in the New Testament is the word phos. Phos. This is a PH right here. PH. PH. O. S. Phos. That's the way the Greeks spell it. Or PH. Omega. Phos. Depends on where it is in the sentence. And everything that has to, all of these words here, light, truth. Truth is only the truth because it's revealed. Revealed has to do with truth. God reveals himself, apo, K-A-L-U-P-T-O. It has to do, apo, removal of the calypto, the cover. And that's what reveals something. Reveal, and it brings it to the light. And we get the word revelation from that. Revealed. And all of these words, the root word for light is going to take you to the horizon. Horizon comes from these words that mean light. The word forgive. Forgive is the word aphesis, A-P-H-E-S-I-S. If God forgives you, 
You are in the light. You're in the truth. You're in righteousness. You're godly. You're holy. And you grow up and you become virtuous. Virtue. Add to your faith seven things. The first thing on the list in Second Peter 1 and 5 is virtue, arete, and it means to grow up spiritually, to be manly, manly, or to be mature. And that word would be related to the word teleos, If you'll notice, every word in the Bible is related to every other word. Teleos is the word perfect. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. And when the Bible says in Hebrews 6, leaving the principles of the doctrine of faith, let us go on unto perfection. It doesn't mean to be have no sin anywhere in your life. It means teleos, taste, T-E-L-E-I-O-T-E-S, and it means maturity. Grow up. Be a man spiritually, and you'll start possessing all these things, and you'll be in the light. That's what predestinate means. Forget the word predestinate. When you quote Romans 8.29 to somebody and you say, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Predestinate is not the word. It's prohorizo. The New Testament was written in the Greek. It means before. Pre means before. Before determined for the light or the horizo. If we walk in the light, in the truth, in godliness, in holiness, in sanctity, all these have meanings. Holy is the word Eusebia. Eusebia, it means to a well godlike attitude. Sebomai, Sebomai. means to be like the Lord. Sanctify is the common word, hagiazo, H-A-G-I-A-Z-O. Hagiazo is a form of holy. Well, I put that in the wrong place. You see me here. And that is a form of holy. And holy is the word hagios. It means to be pure. When you become hagios or pure, that means you've gone through a lot of fire and trials. That fire and trials is a form form of predestination because you're predetermined for the light. And predestination is necessary. It's absolutely necessary because of something the Bible says. The Bible says there is none righteous none righteous or none is into the truth when you come to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you go straight to sin and there's nobody that is righteous d-i-k-a-i-o-s-u-n-e it means equitable or equal it comes from the word 
there if you're righteous there's no imbalance in your life it comes from decay which is the common greek word right righteous is not hard to understand it just means doing what's right but you don't do what's right and there is none righteous and none seeks after god this none seeks after god that's what paul said in romans 3 10 11 and 12 none seeks after god if nobody seeks god and nobody has any good in them there's none good save one and that's god and nobody is righteous and nobody is virtuous and god has to sanctify or set apart he doesn't set you apart one day. He sets you apart in your entire life. He starts off when he births you by his will, and he sets you apart your entire life by putting you through fire and trials and persecution. Fire and trials and persecution. And he takes you all the way through the fire and trials and as you grow older you become more righteous you become more into truth you become more hungry you have more light in your life and you don't want the things that you used to want when you were young the bible says remember thy creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not and the years draw nigh when you say i have no pleasure in the days of my youth at 80 years old, I don't want to go to fairs, and I don't want to get in boats and ride around the lake, and I don't want to water ski, and I don't even want to experiment in snow skiing. I don't want to do any of those things. I want to study the Word of God and live godly and righteously. That's my whole purpose in life. All of these words are connected to light or the horizon. Forgive means to pardon means to pardon that's the word offenses a pardon is only something you get when you've been condemned to a prison we were condemned to darkness because of sin that's our very nature when you come to sin you go to it you're born innocent the bible teaches that you're born innocent and then you come to sin at some age where you know good from evil unto him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin as soon as you realize that you know to do good in the eyes of god we're not talking about in the eyes of your mother a little kid a year old a year and a half or two years old knows that that's their mother spanking them or slapping them on the hand to stop them from doing something they shouldn't do but it's only when you come to a place you know that this is not pleasing the eyes of God. That's when you go into the sin and you die. Paul said, sin took occasion by the commandment and slew me. He said, I was, I was alive outside the law once. The only time he could have been alive outside the law when he was a baby up to that day when he knew when he recognized he was sinning against god the bible says sin is the transgression of the law in order to know you're transgressing god's law 
you got to know what sin is. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt have no other gods before me. All the thou shalt nots, until you recognize that, then you're not going to die. But as soon as you do, you're going to die. The only way you can come alive is by the will of God. We were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of the will of God, John 1.13. Of his own will begat he us, James 1.18. So it's God's will that we come alive because none is righteous. That's the reason for horizo, which is light. Now, all of the words for light in the Bible, I'm going to give you a bunch of them. They have to do with the horizo. This word forgive means to pardon and release from prison. There are spirits in prison that we've been talking about. The spirits in prison were the Gentiles. For they were locked in darkness. The word prison, fulake. Fulake means the division of day and night. are light and darkness, light and dark. That is prison. The Gentiles were in the dark all through the Old Testament. God would say, go in there, Saul, you go down to Amalek and kill all the Gentiles in town, including their babies. Did that send the babies to hell? No. If they hadn't come to the place of knowing what sin was, they would go be with the Lord because you have to sin to go to hell. Sin is the transgression of the law. You can't go to hell without transgressing the law. And sin unto him, whatsoever is not of faith, faith is death to self. Whatever is not of faith is sin. But that's with people who are grown and they're commanded to have faith and God has to put that faith in a man's heart because it's not there ordinarily. It never is in the heart of an unbeliever. Now, I want to get to these words for light. It's going to take me a while to go through it. I have... We talked about the spirits in prison over there. This is a verse that every preacher, doctor of theology in the world, I believe the reason they can't understand it is because they don't believe in studying in depth about what prison means. When you look it up in the Strong's, it'll say light and darkness. It between light and dark. That's the horizon. The horizon is the horizo. Prohorizo means to predetermine for the light. It's not predestinate. When people hear you quote Romans eight twenty nine, for whom he did for no, he also did predestinate. You get to that point and they go blind and just get crazy on you. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe God just picked out some people to go to heaven and not others. Yes, he did. And they think, well, you get to go to heaven no matter what you do. No, you have to be predetermined for the light, which is truth, which is godliness, which is righteousness, which is holy. 
God is going to make sure his people are holy and righteous and get to heaven by the narrow way. Narrow. The whole purpose of the narrow way. Narrow is the word thelebo. It means to crowd. It means to be in tribulation. And when the Bible says straight is the gate, straight is the word stenos. I keep saying all these these Greek words have a noun and a verb form of the noun. The noun in this case, straight is the gate, over there in Matthew seven thirteen and 14. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and only a few find it. Well, here's the whole purpose. Here's what gets us to the light or to the holiness or the righteousness that we're supposed to live in. Holy doesn't mean what the Pentecostals or the Nazarenes say. Nazarenes say, you've got to live holy and look real stiff and real. And I don't cuss and I don't drink and I don't chew and I don't go with the girls that do. That's not holy. That's being stiff. It's just foolish. If you, if you are mature, you have to be matured through tribulation, thalipsis. That is the noun form of narrow. Narrow doesn't look like a, a verb, but it is. Narrow is the way. Thalibo is the way. And the, the other form of the word is tribulation, thalipsis. Paul said we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom. Well, what is this tribulation doing for us? It's cutting out, cutting out, burning up the old man. Everybody, as long as you live in the flesh, you're going to have the old man in you. And there is, the Bible teaches about the old man and that there's a new man. Paul says we have to put on the new man. Let me erase this. We have to put on. This is a blood baptism. Put on. Put on in duo. Means to sink into clothing. What is the clothing of the believer? The Bible says our robes are made white. White is always the color of sanctify. Or may I put when? White. Our robes are made white in the blood of Christ. Robes white in the blood baptism. Blood baptism. Our robes are made white in the blood. So sinking into clothing, we sink into it in a blood baptism. As many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Put on is the same word in duo. Sink into clothing. But you don't take the clothing off. The blood baptism has to do with the horizo, because you're sinking into clothing in order to live righteously, and God's putting you through tribulation and fire, and that's going to take you to this character that you're supposed to be. Because you're not that character when you start off, and God leads you, here you are, you're living your life, and you come to a place down here, 
God somehow puts it into your heart. You hear some preacher read from the Bible. He may be a false teacher, but the but the word of God convicts your heart, and all of a sudden you come alive in Christ, and you got this inner man, but you still got an outer man. The Bible says so. So in this predestination, what God's going to do, he's preordained or pre or pro. That's our word pre, the word pro. He's predetermined you for the light, which is all of this character of God. And what he's going to do is put you through fire and trial and persecution. And every kind of thing to burn out that outer man, which is full of pride and arrogance and self and every kind of character that you can think of and your own hypocrisy. And he's going to burn that out over the years. And that's predestination. Predestination is not just a one time choosing. It's what God determines in your life for you to go through so you can be on this narrow way to eternal life. And you're not going to get off the narrow way because God's going to see to it. The Bible says in Philippians 1 and 6, He that hath begun a good work in you, he will start it. He'll birth himself in you in a particular people, and then he will (coughs) put you through all kinds of fire to get rid of pride and arrogance and self and all of this character of the outer man and as you get older you'll have a little thin veneer of the outer man and the bible says if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us however the same book of first john says whosoever is born of god that's the inner man doth not commit sin in the inner man and he cannot sin, but his seed remains him and he cannot sin because he's born of god the whole point is predestination is about everything that is the character of God. That's the light. That's the truth. That's righteousness. That's godliness. That's holiness. That's being sanctified. Sanctified is where God sets you apart over your whole life to be the character of God and to have knowledge. Have knowledge and to be godly, and to be righteous, and holy, and all the rest of God's character. That's what Horizo is about. It's about all of this light that God puts in you. Now, let me give you, let me erase some of this. I hope you've got this down. Now, let me erase this, and let me go on to this word, light. Predestination just means to predetermine for the light. You don't have any light in you. And if he doesn't predetermine the light and righteousness in you, he bursts by his will and he insists that we be obedient to the light, to the truth. Now, let me, I'm, I'm emphasizing the word light. You hear me said over and over. Light is the truth. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go into some of these things. The Gentiles, the Gentiles were rejected from Adam 
all the way to Jesus. And the, and because the Jews or Israel kept going after these sun and tree gods, Baal and the grove and all the rest of them, which later on was brought to the church and renamed the Christ Mass, God scattered Israel all over the world. And then he when he scattered them, he said, I will call you back and I'll bring you back. And God has brought back Israel in the form of the New Testament Gentile church. And people say, that's replacement theology. It is not. The Bible says he had chosen us. Paul says this to an Ephesian Gentile church. He said he's chosen us, me, a Jew, and you people at Ephesus. Ephesus is on the western end of what we call Turkey. And Ephesus was a Gentile church. Right here. He says, He hath chosen us, me and you Gentiles, in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy but our holiness it doesn't come about overnight it comes by a lot of trials and tribulation and persecution God will have you doing things you'll have that nature of that outer man and you won't want to give up the outer man self wants to it thrives alive and well in the outer man and God, through many years of trials, burns that man out of each one of us. Or we may end up 80 or 90 years old and still have a thin veneer of it, but most of what we are will be righteousness because of that fire, that little concentric circles that I'm putting on this. That's the fire and the trials that gets rid of self. And you can find that inner and that outer man in Romans Seven, Paul said, I serve the flesh with the outer man. I serve the law of God with the inner man. In Romans 7, Ephesians 4. You can find in Colossians, the third chapter. You can find that inner and the outer man in in uh, 2 Corinthians or 1 Corinthians. Where am I thinking? Oh, 2 Corinthians Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Fourth chapter. You can read those and you can see that outer man. And Paul said, that's what I've got in me that doesn't know how to live right. And God's going to have to deal with that. So I will live right. So God says, I'm going to call the Gentiles all through the book of Isaiah. God is saying the Gentiles... are going to come to the light. I read a whole bunch of those to you either last week or the week before, but I'm going to read some more of those about the Gentiles coming to the light. And the only reason, it's not all Gentiles, it's the predestinated elect Gentiles, a certain few that God picks out and chooses by His grace Grace is the word charis, and it means unmerited favor. 
You didn't do anything to be chosen by God because there's none good, none righteous, and none seeks after God. He has to seek himself a family, come down upon us, put faith in our heart, convict our hearts, make us alive, and then we begin to call upon him and pray to him. Charis means unmerited favor. And we're elected, we're elected eclectos, favored, we're favored when God puts us in fire and trials that we think we cannot handle. You know, reason, the reason I got, thought I couldn't handle these fire and the trials because it was hurting my outer man. And the outer man is what I wanted to fulfill in the flesh. My outer man was miserable while I was trying to be super successful and be famous in the music world and be rich in the real estate world. All I was trying to do was fill up that outer man. And God says, you can't fill him up. I'm not going to lie that. So he makes me sick. Therefore will I make thee sick and smiting thee because of thy sins, Jim Brown. And he made me sick to death, unto death in my mid-40s, till I threw my hands in the air in the hospital. I said, I surrender, God. I give up to you. I had been thinking of nothing but myself. But if if, if you talk to me, I'd say, I love God and I love the Lord. But I wanted to have money and things and stuff so much that I would never want again. Whenever I surrendered over to God... Everything started not exactly smoothing out, but the things that used to bother me had no effect on me anymore. And that's what will happen. All you'll be thinking about is God and His righteousness. I'll be 81 next month. What am I living for if it's not for God? I'm not going to live but another three, four, five, six, maybe seven or eight years. Maybe. I'm wasting my time living if I'm living for things and stuff. It doesn't. The love of money is the root of all evil. Love of money, philogory, philogoria, p h i l a r g u r i a. It means a fondness, philos, an affection. Affection for augury, A-R-G-U-R-Y. We're going to word argue with that. It, and it, it means silver or shining. The only reason man wants silver is so that he can shine above others. And it means silver or shining. And he that loveth silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. When goods are increased, they are increased that eat them. The more you get, the more you want. It doesn't work, you rich people, you superstars. It doesn't work. Have you wondered why when you got all these hit records, you got these big sports contracts, why you're not happy? It doesn't bring happiness. Have you ever wondered why all those superstars in Hollywood divorce their wives about every six weeks? They can't be happy with 
All the women they can get. And any more than Solomon good. And he had a thousand women. So God will make you sick to get rid of the outer man. Now, because he did me at 80 years old, I am healthier than I was at 45. I was in the hospital dying at 45. And you don't have to believe that. You can ask any of my family members. I used to hack and cough and spit all the time. I had severe bronchial pneumonia. All the time I was getting into the hospital, in and out of the hospital with it. I don't ever go to the hospital anymore. I don't cough and hack and spit. When I started giving up myself, what do you live for? I live for others, not myself. Every man needs to look on the things of others, not himself. Let every man esteem another's wealth. Look out for their wealth and not yours. I I really care about needy people. I'm always reaching out for them. Some of them don't know what to do. Now, let me get to all these words for light. Light is the subject today because light is the horizon in the dark. It's the horizo. When we're predestined, we're predestined for the light and everything that has to do with. Now, let me. So the spirits in prison, every time the word predestinate is used, it's used to these Gentile churches. God turned away from the Jews because of their son and Jew worship. He blinds their eyes and he opens the eyes of the Gentiles in Acts 2. That's where he opens the Gentiles' eyes. At Pentecost, they had Pentecost every year. It wasn't jibber-jabbering Tongues, Pentecostal tongues. That's not what it was. The thing that had to do with the light, the thing that God used to get the truth, but I want to say this and try to say it slow enough so you can understand this. The thing that God used to get the truth to the Gentile world in Acts 2 was apophathengomai A-P-O-P-H-T-H-E-G-G-O-M-A-I apophathengomai is the word utterance it can't mean guttural sounds, not by the origin of the word apo and fathengomai, utterance. That word apo fathengomai is used three times in the New Testament. Three times. Let me read them to you. And they began to speak in Acts 2. This all has to do with getting the light to the Gentiles. Acts 2. They were in darkness. 
In Acts 2. Acts 2. This will take me a while to get through this. Acts 2. And I'll get down here in the middle of it. This is where God is sending. Maybe I need to read a verse of Scripture before I need this. Hold your place there and back up to Matthew, the 28th chapter. Matthew 28. Jesus has resurrected from the dead. And he goes to the apostles who are in northern Israel up in Galilee area. He goes into a house where they are. He appears in front of them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him in verse 17. They worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. These words have never been spoken by God or any of his representatives before this point. He said, go teach all ethnos. The word is nation. It is also the word Gentile. Nation and Gentile, the exact same word, ethnos. Why didn't they translate that Gentiles? The Gentiles had never received the truth before. So when you get to Acts 2, God says the Holy Spirit's going to come down. There's going to be Jews from every nation under heaven. Says that down here in verse 5. There was dwelling at Jerusalem... Jews, devout men out of every nation, every Gentile nation under heaven. What were the Jews doing coming back to Jerusalem? What were they doing coming back? It says they were devout. Devout is the word eulabase. E-U-L-A-B-E-S. E-U. L-A-B-E-S. It means circumcised. If they were circumcised, they were devout men, and they were trying to keep the law. The Jews had been scattered all over the world. We've got that here, here on this map that comes out of the compendia. Right here. The Jews had been scattered all over the world after they had gone after these sun and tree gods, which Constantine brought that same religion into the church and renamed it Christ Mass. It's a long story. Don't have time to go through all of it. So they were scattered throughout the world by Assyria, Babylon, Persia, over those Babylon, and then Persia is overthrown by Greece, by Alexander the Great. And that is all subdued by the Roman Empire. So they're scattered all over the world. And they had three feast days that they were all the males were, try, were 
required to come back to in Exodus the 23rd chapter let me show you that real quick Exodus the 23rd chapter this is as they were leaving Egypt this is before this is as they were leaving Egypt before they became a nation well look here in Acts the 20 not Acts Exodus the 23rd chapter and you've got this same thing Exodus Exodus 23 they're leaving Egypt they don't become a nation till they go in in Joshua and Judges and drive out the pagans they were supposed to but they didn't and and the Bible says here in the 23rd chapter of Exodus verse 14 three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year and he starts with the feast of unleavened bread which is the Passover then he goes into Pentecost the feast of first fruits and then he goes into the end gathering and these three times a year they were required so when they're scattered when they're scattered they've already got this law from God they're in all the nations of the world and when you get to Acts 2 Pentecost northern Israel has been scattered from 722 BC Acts 2 in Pentecost is around 33 AD right after the death of Jesus so this is 700 and over 50 years after northern Israel was scattered. Southern Judah scattered in 586 B.C. And this is add another 33 to this. And you've got 9, 8, 11, 600. About 619 years after southern Judah was scattered. So they're living in all these nations of the world with these three festivals that they have to come back to and they have to come back and all of these arrows this is the Mediterranean Sea and all these arrows are coming back from Carthage and Rome and some of them from Spain over here and from here in what we call Turkey or it was Asia Minor and Corinth and Italy and over here in Babylon and down here in Ethiopia and Egypt they're coming back from all over the world and they're all speaking different dialects and glossa dialects and glossa glossa means foreign language and they all spoke with other tongues heteroglossa heteroglossa as the spirit gave them utterance apophathengomai apophathengomai means to speak clearly and to enlighten people they couldn't be going shandalamonda kandai shandai mostala shokana kamika showa they couldn't be doing that that's not speaking clearly that does that means to speak so clearly to set off a language that everybody can understand. Let me give you about this lighting. All right. Every time you find the word light in the New Testament Greek, it's always kin to another place where you got light.
And the number in the, the very root word is the word phos of the word phthengomai. Phthengomai is only part of the word apophthengomai. Apo means to set off a phthengomai. Well, let me give you the phthengomai verses. If you look over here in Acts 4.18. All right. 4.18. Here is the word phthengomai. 4.18. And this is where Peter and John have been taken by the Pharisees. And they start saying, What shall we do to these men in verse 16? For they indeed... That, that indeed a notable miracle where they healed this man in Acts 2 that had been blind from birth hath been done unto them. You can look at that. Uh, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour. Uh, the man was, excuse me, wasn't blind. He was lame from his mother's womb. A certain man lame from his mother's womb. Well, they healed him by the power of God, but that don't mean these preachers can heal today. It doesn't. And they healed him, and it goes on to say, uh, for that indeed is a notable miracle, hath been done by them is manifest. Now the word manifest is a word that comes from the word light or phos. Every time you find the word light, It'll be the word phos. Phos for us is a luminous material. P-H-O-S. Now this word manifest comes from that word. To all them that dwell in Jerusalem that, that we cannot deny it. And then I'm looking at verse 8. Let's go down to 18. Let's read 17. But that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten Peter and John that they speak henceforth no more in his name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak. That word speak is the word. To speak is the word phthangomai. Phthangomai, to speak. What they're saying, don't you make clearly this Jesus that you're talking about. Apophathengamai means to set off a phathengamai, a word that can be easily understood. And not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of this Jesus. Now let me give you another verse where phathengamai is used. In Second Peter 2, 18. Second Peter two eighteen. All right. I'll just give you these two verses and then get on to some other words. And these words have their foundation of the word phos, or their root comes from phos, which means light. Remember, phosphorus is a shining element. Anytime you find speak, appear, illuminate they all come from the word phos so how is this going to get to the gentiles 
when these men, they have these feast days, Passover, they all have to come back to it, Pentecost, and the Feast of Ingathering, which is in the seventh month. It's coupled with the Day of Atonement. Seventh month was Tishri. That's that's September, October. And Passover is in the month Nisan. That's March, April. Nisan. And and Pentecost is 50 days after, after Passover, 50 days later. That's what Pent means, five, 50 days later. So all of these men come here. They were hearing Peter preach. They said, how hear every man in our own dialect wherein we were born? Where? In we were born. So the man from when Peter's preaching, it was a miracle of the ear, not a miracle of the tongue. So all the apostles are here at Jerusalem, people from all over the world. The man from Corinth, there was a different dialect of the common street language all over the world. They had dozens and dozens of them. And they were hearing, the man from Corinth was hearing in his Corinthian dialect of the common street language called the koine. Koine means common. comes from the word communion, K-O-I-N-O-N-I-A. So for thingama means to speak, and it comes from the word thos, it means to speak clearly or enlighten people. But you can't enlighten somebody with Shandala on the Kandai to enlighten them or manifest. So everything has to do with the light that's going to get the Gentiles. It's going to get the message to the Gentiles. It's not going to be every Gentile that's going to be a believer. There's certain men at Cyrene, at Berenice, at Carthage, at Rome, at Neapolis, at Philippi, at Athens certain men from over here in Babylon and these other cities over here in Babylon, Ecbatana, Nisibis, and all over. They speak different dialects of the common street language. That's what this is about. If you don't want this, you don't really want the truth. Now, all right, let me read this other verse on Fathangomai. Here it is, Second Peter two, eighteen. Two eighteen. Here's another word, Fathangomai. It means to speak. You're not speaking to somebody saying Shandalamanda Kandai. That's not it. You're speaking in their language where they can understand. In Second Peter. Second Peter. I don't know how to get all this over to you guys without just going to a whole bunch of verses and repeating things. It's all one big picture story. Now, here in Second Peter two eighteen. Second Peter two 
and 18. He's talking about wells without water, uh, clouds that are carried about with a tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. These are natural brute beasts that are made to be taken and destroyed. And when they speak great swelling words, speak is the word for thingomai. Swelling, speak great swelling words. Speak is the word for thingomai. Swelling means when they get real big boastful. Well, nobody would boast in a Shandalakandai type language. They boast so you can understand what they're saying, so you can look up to them and admire them with their great swelling words. Fathangomai. Now, let me give you. There is another word, Fathangas, Fathangas, that is also, it's a form of the same word, Romans 10.18. Romans 10. 18. And it will be this word in here, sound. But nothing has a sound to it unless you know the, unless you know the distinctive sound. And the Bible speaks of that in the 14th chapter of First Corinthians. So let's look at this in Romans 10:18. Here's a form of the word pathangomai, pathangus. Romans 10:18. 10. 18. 10 And verse 18. My Bible's coming apart, excuse me. All right. Romans 10, 18. But I say, have you not heard? Yes, verily, their sound. He's talking about the gospel from verse 16. They have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, The Lord who hath believed our report. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. He's talking about how shall they hear without a preacher from verse 15. And then he says, For the sound of the preacher. Yes, verily, their sound, the sound of the preachers of gospel, which is not that's not it it's pathangomai apophathangomai is the word utterance their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world there's two other times the word apophathangomai is mentioned in verse 14 of Acts 2 where the Bible says Peter lifted up his voice and said he didn't say Shanda Lamanda Kanda Shanda something he didn't understand it's the word Apophathangomai Peter speaks real clearly when he said ye men of Judea it wasn't a Pentecostal tongue lifted up his voice and Fathangomai now, one other place, the word Pathangos, which is a form of Pathangomai, P-H-T-H-O-N-G-O-S.
pH, T-H-O-N-G-O-S. That is a form of the thingamai. The thungus. It's over here in in uh, 1 Corinthians 14. I love this chapter because the only thing it's got in this chapter, you have dialectos and glossa in Acts 2, but you only have glossa in 1 Corinthians 14. It means a foreign language. Corinth was the center of trade. Everybody in the mid in the Mediterranean area was coming through Corinth. They had every kind of glossa or foreign language there. Paul is saying, I don't want anybody to come into the church with your Spanish or your French or whatever language you have and speaking without an interpreter and let it be most by twos and threes and step over to the side and only say it when you've got an interpreter. He's not about talking about interpreting Pentecostal tongues. Well, people resent that. And then he says here, in 14 and 7, 14, now this is important because this will tell you, 14, uh, that's 15, 14 and 7. Let me read a little bit. Now, brethren, in verse six, I come to you. I come to you speaking with gloss of foreign languages, because I'm an educated man more than anybody here. What shall I profit except I speak to you, either by revelation, or by knowledge, or by prophesying, or by doctrine? Unless you can understand the didache, the doctrine, the instruction, I'm not profiting you at all. So he's talking about the confusion that's going on in the church at Corinth with all those glosses in the church. I don't know why they translated it tongues. They should have translated foreign languages. And look here in verse 7. For even things without life giving sound. If something doesn't have life giving sound whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction, diastole, di, a variation, a difference, d-i-a-s-t-o-l-e, unless they give a diastole, diastole, unless they give a diastole, a distinction, Distinction is showing what something means by the pronunciation of the words. Unless they give a distinction in the fathangos, the sounds that's coming out, what is piped or harp? How shall it be known what is being piped or harp? If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to battle? You don't prepare for battle by the trumpeteer sounding taps. That's to go to bed. You don't you don't 
have the trumpeter, if you're commanding the forces, say, okay, trumpeter, sound reveille. Reveille is to get up in the morning. You sound, you have him sound charge. Da, 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 da. That's what you do. Good grief. So he's talking about a distinction in Fathangos, Fathangomai. There's no distinction unless you understand what's being said or spoken or sounded by a trumpet. Reminds me of the trumpet there in Revelation, the first chapter and the fourth chapter that I heard a trumpet sounding, a voice like a trumpet sounding. Trumpets were instructions what to do so the whole troop or the whole division will know what to do when the head general or the head colonel says, sound this trumpet, they'll know what to do. And that's Phthangos. Now, let me give you, this is also, all of this is a form of the word phos or phano, P-H-A-I-N-O, P-H-A-I-N-O. These are all forms of the same word phos. Even phthangomai is a form of that word. It comes from the root phos. The root phos. This word phano. Some of you remember this word phano. Remember hooper, ray, hooper, ray, phanos. Huperay Phanos. Remember that word? It comes from Hooper and Phanos. There's no I in the Huperay Phanos. There's an I in Phanos. That word means to shine, and it comes from the word Phos. It is also a form of horizo by definition because horizo means the, means the horizon of the sun that shines in an area. Sun shines in that place where the Gentiles are released from prison from darkness to light. So it's only by the shining, by setting off a shining words, words of truth, that all of these people are going to go back to their various towns after these three feasts, and they're going to take the gospel that they heard in their own dialect where they were born, and these people, this guy from Rome is going to go back to Rome, the guy from Neapolis is going to go back there and preach to the Gentiles there. This is how God's pouring out of his Spirit on all flesh or on the Gentiles as opposed to the one flesh over here in the Old Testament. I it comes from the root word phos, to shine. This is shining sounds or shining words. And hooperephanos comes from hooper meaning above. And phanos meaning to shine above. It means this is the word God resists the proud. Resist, antitasomai, 
means to make war with those who like to shine. They like for the outer man to shine above others. The only thing that can shine in our life is Christ. That's all. He has to shine in our lives. Now, let me get to more of this. Let me get to this word, phanos. It's the common word, appear. Something can only appear when it stands in the light and it shines in the light. That's the only place. So we're still talking about predestinate for the light. Look here. In Let's look at when the angel came in Matthew 2 and 13 and appeareth to Joseph in a dream. The word appeareth is the word phanos. It means to shine. You can't appear unless you're shining. You can't appear in the dark unless the light is turned on in the dark. The only thing that can shine in the dark is that. And when you look at Matthew 6 and 5, Matthew, how much time do you have, Mike? 24. I'm trying to get through this, but I can't get through it. There's so many things to this. If y'all will stick with me, I'll go through a whole bunch of these the next several weeks. When you're shining, you got to shine. In fact, when the Bible says the time will come when the moon will not give her light, not give her light is the same thing as the moon turns to blood. To turn something to blood meant to die. And what it's talking about, there's going to be such, this is spiritual language. There's going to be so much haze in the world. Being clear means to be in truth. There's so much haze in the world. There's very little truth out here. And the moon only gets its light from the sun. And when the Bible says the the sun will go down over the prophets and in that third chapter of of Micah, and they will not have any more prophecy, that's because they were lying and not telling the truth. So anytime you see the moon turn to blood or the moon not give her light, it means the sun is going out, and in a sense, that's talking about spiritually, the truth or the light is going out in the world, and it's going out right now. It's becoming dim not hardly any truth anywhere now look here in Matthew 6 Matthew 6 and verse 5 6 and verse 5 when thou prayest Jesus is telling the apostles when you pray thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen. May be seen is one word in the Greek. It's the word phanos. May be seen. One word. Phanos. That they may shine 
in front of men. So this word phthangomai is they're going to take by this word they hear from Peter they're going to take it back all to all mankind so that the Gentile elect can hear the truth because it's never been given to them before. They may be seen of men verily I say unto you they have their reward so that they may shine in front of men. Phanos. It's a form of phos. It's from the root phos. That's, you get phthangomai from the same root, which means a clear sound. If something is clear, it's enlightening. It lightens up your misunderstanding. To enlighten is a word that comes from this same word, phos. Phosphorus. When the Bible speaks of the day star arising in your heart in first peter the second peter the first chapter day star day star was the morning star and that is the word p h o s p h o r o s it is the word phosphorus that's the day star, the morning star, and Jesus is the bright and the morning star. He's the phosphorus, the shining star. Now, let me give you some more of these. Look here in 6, Matthew, verse 16. It's the word may appear. 6 and 16. 6 and 16. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear, may appear unto men to fast. May appear is that one word, phanos. It's really not as hard as you think. And it's from the root, phos, which also the word Phthangomai comes from the root phos. It means to speak clear words. It's not that jibber-jabber that goes on in those, in those churches. And I've got all kinds of words. Let me see here. When the Bible says in the 24th chapter of Matthew, As the lightning shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. That word shineth is the word phano. It's the same word. And then in John 1 and 5, look at John 1 and 5. All of these are forms of the word to shine. Anytime you run across the word manifest, manifest a lot of times can be any one of these words but then John 1 I don't have time to go through all of these I'm trying to simply show you that the word utterance has to do with speaking clear understood sounds in order for them to take this back to the Gentiles all over the world or to all flesh now 
Let me see, where was I going to go? John, the first chapter. You got light all through here. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, by the Word, that's Christ. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shineth. The word shineth is the word phano, and the word light is the word phos. It's a form of horizo. Horizo, by definition, means the horizon where the light shines. The definition of these will bring the words together. And the Bible says in John 5, 35, He was the burning and shining light. That word shining in 535 is the word phanos. And let me see here. I don't have time to read all these. And in Philippians 2.15, speaking of the believers, among whom ye shine as lights. That word shine is the word phanos. And it's a form of phos, which is the common word light. And we get the words, by definition, we get horizo, which is where the light shines. So God is going to predestinate a family out of the Gentiles and send the light to them. That's exactly what Paul said. Let me see here if I've got that here. Uh, One second here. Man, I got all kinds of words that come from this. We get the word photizo. P-H-O-T-I-Z-O. What if I said photo? What's a photo? That's a picture, isn't it? That's a picture. But you can't have a picture without the light. When you have a camera, you have it clicks and it leaves us, it lets so much light in where the person can be seen. A picture of it. Photo. And that word is a form of phos. That's the root word phos. Phos is the word. Let me see here. Christ is the light of them, a light, phos, Romans 2.19, of them that are in darkness. He was a light for the Gentiles who were in darkness. And then you have the word photinos, P-H-O-T-I-N-O-S. Every time you find light or anything that has to do with the light, it's talking about these words. It's just amazing. Nobody even goes back to the original words, photinos, when the Bible says in Matthew six twenty two, 
This is the word photinos. It's a form of thos. And we get the horizo, which is where the light shines, and that's where the God says the Gentiles are determined for the where the light shines, the horizon. And let me go here to Matthew six twenty two. Matthew six. I can't get to all of these things. It would take us all day long just to go through all the words. You have the word fotidzo, fotinas, foster, P-H-O-S-T-E-E-R, P-H-O-S-T-E-R, that is, among whom you shine as lights. That's in Philippians 2.15. Remember, light has to do with the truth. And that's the pathangomai, That's the clear words that these people are going to take back to the Gentiles in the Gentile world. I've never seen this clear on predestinate, pro-horizo horizon, predetermined for the horizon. And uh, let me get back here where I was going to look. In Matthew 6, 22. 6... 22. The light of the body is the eye. And if there, if therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Full of light is one word in the Greek. It's the word photinos. It has to do with a photo. P-H-O-T-I-N-O-S. It's right down here. Photinos. That's your whole body will be full of light. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. With this outer man, he's looking at the world. With the inner man, he's looking at Christ. And that's not satisfactory to the Lord. He wants to get rid of that that outer man. Now... I don't know where to go because I got so many of these words. Uh, when the Lord told Paul, when he says, let us put on the armor of light in Romans 13 and 12, the word light is phos. Let us shine with the armor of God. When the Bible says, John 3, 21, I've quoted this a thousand times. He that doeth truth cometh to the light. Truth is equated with light. He that doeth truth cometh to phos, the shining area. He that doeth truth, truth is something you do. So that's obedience to God. You come to the phos and to the light. To the phosphorus, to Christ, who is the morning star. Phos for us. It's, I know people are not going to look at all of these things, but I mean, when, he, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world in John 9 and 5, I am the phos the shining light. So whenever God has predestined us, horizo, 
for the horizon, for the light. He's predestined us for Jesus, who is the Voss. He's predestined us for Jesus, the Voss for us, the day star, the morning star. He's the bright and morning star. Gosh, and I've got a thousand things to say on that. Now, huh. and, it's, and it speaks of Matthew 17 and 5, the bright cloud overshadowed men. Bright is the word. Photimos. Photinos. That's the word, photinos. And then you've got in Luke eleven thirty four, thy whole body shall be full of photinos. All of these words are forms of the same word. He says, "You're the light of the world." In Matthew five and fourteen, you are the phos, because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. And He sent us. Look here at. Luke's, Luke 2, 32, a favorite verse of mine concerning the Gentiles coming to the light. Do I have time, Mike? Eight, Eight minutes. Man, I, I knew I wasn't going to get to all this, so I'll do some next week. Luke 8, and did I say Luke 8? Yeah, Luke 8, no, Luke, Luke 2, 2, yeah. 232. Luke 2 and verse 32. This is where 2 and 32. This is where Simeon says I was come to Jerusalem God said I would see the Messiah before I died and then he says mine eyes in verse 30 have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of the people a light a light to lighten light there is the word phos to lighten is a form of the same word. I haven't looked it up yet, but it's probably phanos or one of those words there. He's a light to lighten the world. Light is always equated with truth. Light is equated with the horizon. The Gentiles were were told they were going to be in the horizon. They were pro pre, before predestinated for the light or the horizon of God or for his truth. All the things we've been talking about. So predestination is about the Gentiles coming to the light. A favorite verse of mine concerning the Gentiles is over in Romans, excuse me, Acts, the 26th chapter. Acts, the 26th chapter. Acts.
And the Lord says in Romans 2.19 that he is a light to them which sitteth in darkness. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 6, he commanded the light to shine out of darkness. And then in 2 Corinthians 6.14, I'll get back to this one. 2 Corinthians 6.14. Prohorizo or predestinate has to do with predetermining for the light. And he says here in, what did I say was going to go? 6.14 Corinthians 6.14 This is about not fellowshipping with people who are not in truth. For what fellowship hath light hath phos with darkness. And what communion does Christ have with Belial? With the devil. And this word light here is the word phos. What communion does light have with darkness or does Christ have with Belial? Belial is another name for the devil or for Satan. Acts 26, you were going there. Huh? Acts 26, you were going there. Well, I'm going to get back to that in a minute. So when we go here to 2 Corinthians 6.14... 6.14 Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath phos, light, Christ, you in the horizo with darkness. Light is the opposite of darkness. Darkness is lies and untruths and light is the truth. And what concord what symphonia, what symphony, what harmony hath Christ with Belial, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? So he's saying, you can't have any harmony with those people that are not in the light. How could they be talking about Pentecostal tongues? Look over here, and he's not talking about Pentecostal tongues. He's talking about Pythangomai, to speak clear sounds, to set it off as a language. And then Paul over here in the 26th chapter of Acts, he stands before Agrippa, and he's telling Agrippa his experience on the Damascus Road. And this is Jesus speaking to Paul. He says, verse 17, I'm delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send you. You're a missionary to the Gentiles. To open their eyes, they were blind. And to turn them from darkness to light. They were in darkness. They were in prison for 4,000 years. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness pardon and releasing from prison, from taking from darkness to light, and inheritance among which are sanctified by faith that is in them. So Paul is bringing them from darkness to phos, to light, to Christ. That's what they were predestined to, being Gentiles. They were predetermined for the light. Gosh, there's so much to this. 
I can only give you so much. Every time you have the word light, it's usually the word phos. It comes from phosphorus, meaning a shining element. When the Bible says in 1 John 1 and 5 that God is light and in him is no darkness at all, that word light is phos. Always darkness is sin opposed to light. And the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehends it not. All of this is just so... It's amazing to me to realize that all this light has to do with the whole red zone, the horizon. The definition comes together. Do I have any time, Mike? One minute. One minute. I'm going to come back. I don't know how I can get this organized. I've got more on the light that I haven't been able to get to. We're going to come back and talk about this is what I see in predestination that I never saw before. And if I never saw it, I'm sure you never saw it. That it has to do with the horizon. What's really amazing when you look at predestinate in the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, it will say from pro and horizo, and they'll have in parentheses horizon. It's like it, it wasn't an afterthought. It was. It's so important to understand that predestinate means to predetermine for the horizon, which is the light, which is godliness and holiness and righteousness and truth, and everything that's right. I can't tell you. You've heard me say this before. Sometimes when reading a verse, I'm always saying to myself, what in this verse do I not understand? And it goes, if you think you've come to a brick wall in any given point of theology, you have. But it goes way beyond the brick wall. If you think baptism is dipping in water, you're never going to get to death to self. Glenn said that to me one night. He said, if people think baptism is dipping something in water, they'll never get to the blood baptism. They'll never get to death to self. Well, let's pray. I'm, I'm thankful to God for the truth. I'm thankful he's letting us see so much more. Lord, thank you for these truths you, you revealed to us. Keep revealing them to us. God, help us to learn more and more. Help us to bow to your will. And your will is being done regardless of what men think. Lord, if it's according to your mercy, let us continue this work for years to come in spite of the coronavirus. You deliver us so that we can keep preaching truth. Fight our battles. Let us your elect Gentiles and anybody else that can hear. We'll give you praise in Christ's name. Amen.